Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am chatting with Rachel McLeod about the relationship between anxiety, stress, and your goals. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am the editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've published five books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Rachel McLeod, and she is a mental health therapist and emotional wellness coach. Through years of successfully helping clients move their anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders into remission, she has developed a program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of symptoms and heal. She is also the facilitator of the Facebook group called Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress, where she delivers free trainings on leading interventions that work well for getting rid of symptoms, not just coping or managing them. Her mission is to empower people to do their own healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Me too. It's great to be here. And, you know, reading your bio, I think the thing that really stuck out to me was, you know, getting rid of the symptoms, not just coping or managing them. Because I think that's what yes. 90% of us are doing. We're just coping with them and working around them. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say um, for how we can, you know, get rid of them. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, that was really important to me, just getting rid of them. Um, especially I had a mental health crisis uh, when I had, when my youngest was probably about nine months old, maybe even four mm. months old, just like postpartum, three babies under three. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. And I couldn't outperform the anxiety and the post-traumatic stress I was experiencing. And I was just being swamped with symptoms and I really just wanted them to stop. And so, so that was really what was important to me at that time. And I had already been a talk therapist. And so it wasn't, I didn't want to really talk about them, like just make this stop. And I'd like to not be on medication yeah. for the rest of my life either. Like I have things to do. I have babies to <laughs> right. Right. So that really um, resolving getting rid of symptoms was really a powerful um, powerful need. And then to find interventions that helped me to accomplish that was also really just what a gift. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the average person, you know, they just think we have to just live with it or deal yeah. with it. And the only option is perhaps medication. Um, they don't understand that there are ways to resolve this. Um, and I mean, I just look at my mama friends and how incredibly stressed and burnt out they are. And their anxiety is off the charts. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. And, you know, I try to offer them yoga, right? Like, and they're like, I don't have time for yoga. And it's like, well, you have to make some time for it or else 
you're going to have like a breakdown. Um, and you know, just they're stuck in fight or flight, yes, fight, flight, freeze, and they don't know how to get out of it. And when we're stuck in that, I mean, the amount of destruction it does to your health, not just like your product pr- productivity or, or, you know, anything like that, just your health alone, it has such consequences to be living like that. So where, where would you like to jump in, Rachel? Like where might be a good jumping off point for this conversation? Yeah, I I think it's really important to understand that our brain has a natural process for resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. Our brain is actually really great at this. Um, And it's designed to do this, but this process that it has can get blocked. And so Mm. I want to talk about that a little bit because I think this will help put us on the same page. And then we can really dive off and see how we can apply this brain, how we can work with brain function instead of against it. Yeah. And so what happens here is that we have this body, which is this big sensing organ that we have. It tells us all the information about what's going on outside of us and what's going on inside of us. And it's designed to carry that information to the front of the brain where it's made sense of, and we have understanding and we can put all these, these thoughts and feelings and, and, and all this information, this big report Um, into words and that we can communicate them. We can create solutions that all happens in the front of the brain. So without all of this sensory information getting to the front of the brain, it, we can't make sense of it. We can't understand it. And so, um, so that's the body's job is to deliver all this information and all of the information that runs through our nervous system to the front of the brain, when it registers as pleasure or neutral, it will just zip through this process. No problem. Just super fast. It's on, it's electrical and it's, we're moving through our nervous system. Um, all of the information that our body is gathering that registers in the brain as pain really activates the pain neurons which then communicates to the survival system, we're in danger. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the survival system responds by closing down this communication loop and shifting us into fight, flight, freeze, or faint, which is where we'll experience our symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. So here we have a natural brain function process of how we survive, interrupting our own ability to gather information and process it. And so all of this, the negative emotions we experience, like rage, anger, fear, jealousy, um, anxiety, worry, all of that stuff, and really a rejection um, registers in the brain as pain. But it's Mm -hmm. really, really important for the front of the brain to realize, for instance, if we were, it's the same process, if we were walking down the hall in our home, and we keep kicking something and tripping. Well, our body would send, hey, there's something down there that's painful and that's in our way. And it would come to the front of the brain. And then we'd get a new code for walking through our our hallway. And then when we walk down it the next time, we wouldn't bump into it again. And so it resolves our problems. If the body is sending this stuff up and is not getting past the survival system, because the survival system is like this danger here and is shifting us into that survival state, it's closing down that processing loop. And so the front of the brain cannot get the message that there's something there that we just need to walk around. It's not a big deal. Mm, we'll actually right. start walking down their hallway and the body will say, Hey, remember that stuff I was trying to tell you? Um, and the survival system's like, no, there's that pain again. And now we were anxious about walking down our hallway. There's something dangerous, but we can't figure it out because that loop is not completing. And so when I'm helping people resolve symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress, my goal is just to help the brain complete this information loop. And this information loop 
the body's job is to, is to complete that. And so if there's something that the body has, has experienced that maybe happened when you were five or 10 or 12, and it never got to complete that communication, it's going to still be doing it. It's going to still be sending that information up about old stuff. And that's really confusing when we're trying to do new stuff, but we feel the way we always felt about this and we're confused. And so um, in those moments, really, we want all that communication to finally make it through so that these symptoms stop. Then we understand more clearly what what's happening in our life and things get a lot simpler and those symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress resolve. And so that's a lot of information right there, but let me just simplify that one step further. So the, the whole, where this problem is, is with the survival system response and it thinks that we're in danger. And so it's closing down that communication loop. So really what we want to do is speak to is influence the survival system to open up and let the communication happen. And so what we need to be doing is talking to that part of our brain in its native language, which is the body. And so that survival system is listening to the body very closely. It's not listening to our thoughts. It's not listening to reasoning logic. It's not, it does not affect it. What it's listening to is it wants to receive messages from the body that we're safe. And so I like to introduce interventions. Yoga is a really great one. It's not one mm-hmm. of the ones I introduce people to. I'm not a, <laughs> a yoga person, but yoga does help the brain complete its yeah. process. Yep. And so the interventions I teach are emotional freedom techniques, thought-filled therapy, energy medicine, and EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And I teach people how to take these interventions and help their brain complete these loops so that the panic attacks stop, so that the worry, the sight, the looping thoughts and stop the worry, the panic, all this stuff can stop just because the brain can finally complete its work. The body no longer has to store all this old information that leads to depression, like having to walk around with all that information that can't get through is is really taxing on the body. And so all of a sudden symptoms just start resolving because we're using these interventions to really influence and open up that process. And so it's really fun. It's really magical. It's really powerful. And it's really simple because once that, Mm -hmm. once that, that um, survival system opens up and lets that communication loop pass, um, Gosh, if, if you can engage your survival system in 30 seconds of work, that's a lot of electrical information, right? And that's a lot of healing we'll see and we'll get. And my clients will often ask me in the beginning, in the beginning of our work, is this magic? Like I was anxious, (laughs) I did this intervention for 30 seconds. I feel way better. I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm going to, I can't find that stress or worry in my body anymore. And I'm like, no, this is healthy brain function. This is how your brain is actually supposed to be working, but we really need to help it right where it needs support, which is right with the survival system, which is why the talk therapies aren't working to resolve these symptoms. They're great for support. They're great for Mm -hmm. getting more information and coping strategies and, and just all sorts of things, but really to get for healing and making the symptoms stop it. We're not, that's not really addressing this problem where it's at. Mm -hmm. And so Rachel, do you have an example we could use of, um, like something that maybe someone that kind of sets them off or triggers them, like how to use these tools. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of times when we're already triggered, we we're feeling ourselves in that survival state, which is a great time to intervene because we know the survival system is active. We know that right. it's shutting down the communication loop. And so really right then, if we can just add in an intervention, 
You know, I'm going to reach for, I mean, I teach people first emotional freedom techniques because it's the easiest one to learn. Um, and, uh, it works really well and it only takes 30 seconds. And so I will have them just really start tapping on those points, which we can, we can do a demonstration here yeah. if we'd like, or we can, um, send people to, we can do this however we want to, but yeah. really in that moment, that's really a great time to, to really use these interventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I in EFT um tapping, I just I was I discovered that it's probably been 15 years ago. Um and I know a lot of yoga teachers who incorporated into their yoga practice, yeah. which I haven't done that yet, but I'm really intrigued by it because I can see how they can complement each other so well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um what it really helps do is shift people from the survival system back into a regulated state and where they're in their thinking center. And now mm-hmm. it's like they can solve their problems, they're feeling calm. Um, and this big chunk of information got through, which just makes us more mature, wiser, have greater insight. And gosh, when our brain is working well, it's really, really powerful. And we really need the body to do that. And so I don't know how long yoga takes, but definitely, you know, you can be holding a pose and, you know, 30 seconds in, you know, using applying intervention, Mm -hmm. emotional freedom techniques at the same time can really do a lot of healing work. I love it when my clients go do yoga. I think that we're, we're really accessing that resolving symptoms is really simple. It's the brain has a very simple process for this. What's more difficult is to access the material that that needs to be found and finally processed. Right. And I have tons of tricks for that. Um, I have a whole program and curriculum uh, dedicated to that. And, you know, I really, when we're doing things like yoga, we're accessing information in a totally different way than we would if we were talking to a friend, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's nice to have these different strategies where we can access the information that needs to finally be processed and help it along. So It's nice to have an intervention we can use right in the moment or later on after, after we were triggered or after we're out of the moment, just self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And like with me, I do just a very slow, gentle yoga and there's a lot of science showing how slow, gentle yoga and using your breath, right? Breath work, how that helps us calm our nervous system and get back into rest and digest. Um, And it's amazing how just like, I mean, even just the first few minutes of class where you take a couple big deep breaths, you're just like, you just feel that shift. Right. Um, And how just a simple, like a 20 minute gentle yoga practice can just take you out of that and put you into um, a more calm state. And sometimes I know a lot of people turn to high intensity cardio. And while it's great, it can actually keep you stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. Um, You know, you might get that like that little what do they call that? The adrenaline high, the runner's high. Um, You might get that right after class, but then it hasn't like shifted you out of it. Um, So I don't know if you have any, anything to add to that. I don't know if that's anything you've, you've heard about too. You know, I, what I know is that what we're doing when we're applying these interventions, we're breathing, we are manually operating our, our healing and processing system. And, um, and if we've got symptoms uh, and really either even, um, complex childhood trauma, mm-hmm. uh, 
complex anxiety to the level where it's a disorder. Yeah. We need, we, we, our system is telling us this stuff has not, the symptoms are telling us uh, the brain is saying, I can't, I can't process this. Right. And so we, it really benefits us to jump in and manually operate these things. And we intuitively know we have to use the body for these things. Like when we have a baby, we pick the baby up and we rock it and, yes. it's, and we're, yes. we're actually tapping on it and patting it because we're manually operating their survival system. And that's just like intuitive. We just know to do that. It's Mm -hmm. intuitive. We're doing the same thing when we go and we emotion eat. We are operating the survival system with food. The food is is sending the message to the survival system. We're safe. We can let healing happen now, right? But there's negative side effects there. Um, And and so there's there's all these mind-body interventions that we're using, like high-impact exercise and those sorts of things that really are creating effect and healing effect. But at the same time, they do have some of these other consequences and not an exercise expert, but I can say that for myself, when I was burnt out, because I'm one of those high achieving, high performing moms that have tons of children, five and expect to do it all. um, When my adrenals um, sent me the note that, Hey, we're not participating anymore. And I started getting really exhausted. uh, I, I could not do that high intensity stuff anymore. And I really needed to bring it down and yin yoga was recommended and that, that slow, that slow yoga was there. And I really had to start looking at unconscious, um, distress I was feeling when you are a high performer, a lot of times what it, what happens is you start dissociating from the negative. You start, um, you start mental filtering all the negative stuff out. You just focus on the positive. Well, that means that there's all this negative emotion that's not making its way through the healing pathways. And that's, that's like only getting half of a report. So you're not right. going to make you're not going to, you're not going to get health and wellness from that. And so I, I would imagine with with the different exercises that it would be important to combine or take care or make sure that the real underlying needs are being met. And sometimes mm-hmm. just slowing down a little bit, even with mental health and, and we're addressing the underlying issues, then you'll see these, these big dramatic results. Cause when we get to the core issue, that's where, that's where the symptoms stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Let's maybe, um, you know, you talked, we could maybe do like an EFT or something just, just to kind of show how easy it really is and how quickly you can get results. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll guide you through this. And I really want to point out that it's not necessary. EFT is powerful, but it's powerful because it really helps your brain, which is the big power, complete its healing work. And so I, there's so many interventions, like I said, but this one is so simple to use and learn. So, um, so let's do this. Let's, let me have you all focus in on something stressful to you now. Like if you could resolve this one stressor, boy, who that would be fabulous. Do you have something in mind? Does something pop up and let's mm-hmm. just choose one. Okay. And with that in mind, I want you to go ahead and just notice, well, what's so bad about that? And just hear the answer to that. And let me know when you've got that in your mind as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And let's do that one more time. So we'll take it one layer deeper. What's so bad about that thing? When you've got that in your mind, I want you to just to kind of take a peek into your body and see what's going on there in response to what you're thinking about. 
where do you feel this? What's so bad about this in your body? And when you've got that found, when you can identify that, let me know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now I want you to rate that on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being maximum distress, maximum stressfulness, and zero being no stress at all. And just hold that number in your mind. Okay. And then we're going to tap. I take out all the words for EFT because I really want to also reconnect people to their body. Um, and so we can attention with words or we can attention by just paying attention. And so mm -hmm. right now we've got enough of that in mind. Um, so let's go ahead and tap on the side of your hand. And it, with this, with EFT tapping, we're tapping on meridian points and those meridian points are on the top of the skin at the surface level. So you can tap very lightly. Don't have to tap hard at all. And you can tap for three to 10 taps. Some people will tap a lot longer. You work with your own nervous system. As a matter of fact, some people don't even like tapping on their body. And so you can just tap out about an inch away and your body knows what the, what time it is. Okay. It will <laughs> respond to that. And so, and then I want you to just, and this, this is the karate chop point, the side of the hand, where if you were to karate chop something, that's where you would be. That's where we're tapping. And now I want you to tap on your eyebrows, the beginning of your eyeballs closest to your nose. And you're just going to give a couple taps there and outside your eye and under your eyes and under your nose and under your lip and your collarbones. Um, these collarbone points are close to the, um, they're those, the inside clavicle um, under like closest to your throat. There's the little ball right there. And you're going to come about an inch under that. And you don't have to be exact and precise. This, these are acupuncture points where people would put needles. I'm not a precise kind of person. So this works really well for me. Close enough is close enough. And so you're tapping there. And then under your arms, there's a point um, on the side of your body where in the middle of where your bra strap would be if you're wearing one. And then there's a liver point, which is just imagine where your liver is on the, your right side. Imagine that spot in both sides, right on your ribs, under your breast and, and your nipples. And then imagine that you're shaking someone's hand and the part of your thumb that's closest to you, the tip of it by your nail, go ahead and tap there and on your finger, right by the, the part facing up on the side by your nail and also your middle finger, same place by the nail the side of your finger and your pinky finger side of your nail. And then go ahead and tap again on the side of that karate chop point and then move to the back of your hand. I really like to add this point. It's between, it's on the back of the hand between the ring finger and the pinky finger bone and then top of your head. Now, the first time I did this, it took me a little bit longer to find the points and you can get faster and faster at this. But right now I want you just to tune back into your stressor that thing we were looking at, um, find that stress in your body and just see what you notice. Is it the same? Is it worse? Is it better? Has the tension or stress shifted into a different part of your body? What do you notice? I always find it so amazing how quickly tapping can change and shift. And, you know, you kind of just did the whole full circuit. Um, and I know even just tapping on your sternum, like just like if it, like maybe you're driving, maybe you're having some stress and traffic, just tapping just on that sternum or the clavicle um, 
you're stimulating your vagus nerve too. That's part of what we just did too. And your vagus nerve is what kind of runs your central nervous system, right? And so you're telling it you're safe and you're helping it calm you down. Yep. Um, I think yeah. tapping yeah. is just so powerful. Yeah. And that's really what, what the, the survival system is listening for. Even though there's distress, as long as it's receiving through the body signals of safety, it's going to respond. And, and then the brain can, and the body can finally deliver its message and just rest. It doesn't have to be trying so hard and Hey, 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 it can really just rest. I just got all the, I, my body just caught up. I'm all tingly now. (laughs) I got all the, the sensations now. Well, for the listeners at home, what I'm looking for, for a match with a, with a intervention, I, I am looking for a match there. Um, there are so many interventions and everybody's nervous system is different. What I'm looking for in a match is that I want to see the stress reduce. I want to see one of these things. I want to see the stress reduce. I want to see the relaxation increase. I want to see um, the thoughts become more logical and less emotional. That means the emotions are getting processed through and being converted into a different form that will be used later by the brain, um, which is part of our motivation. Anyway, I love it. I could nerd out, but I also want to (laughs) see, um, I want to see in new insights that lets us know your prefrontal cortex is like, ah, finally I'm figuring things out. Um, Or um, the beginnings of problem solving, even if the solutions that your brain is generating right now aren't so fabulous, I want to see that happening because that lets us know the prefrontal cortex is receiving the information in the front of the brain that, that does these activities. That's not done in the back of the brain. That's not done in the survival system. That lets us know that this information is actually arriving. And so that lets me know if the, any of those things are happening, that that, sim- that intervention is the right is a match. And that's one we can use to go ahead and get started and get this work done. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, I, I'm just, my body is just all tingly right now. I love yeah. that. Um, and like I said, I've never incorporated it into, into my yoga, but I need to, like, I think it would be so simple to add it in. Um, I know we had, I had one instructor added at the end of Shavasana when we were still lying there, we started tapping on our sternum and our face and um, it was, you know, very relaxing and you're already in that relaxed state from Shavasana. So, yeah, that's right. And there's a lot happening in that relaxed state and just mm-hmm. using some tapping can really help move things along. It really brings your whole brain together. Uh, people are really um, using this also in meditation, in their workouts, mm-hmm. um, at work. They're using it while parenting, right? I mean, parenting is a very primal activity and our survival system can really flare up a ton during those times. And so we can keep relaxing it, especially if we've had examples of irritable, enraged, depressed, mentally ill parents, gosh, we're going to be struggling to build our own subconscious programming for parenting that's healthy and well. And we want that survival system out of the way so that your body can send all of the information and the old programs up to the front of the brain for reprocessing so that we can really be the the parents that we have been practicing and mentally rehearsing and researching and learning to really be, we can really embody it. Mm -hmm. Well, Rachel, this has been such a great conversation. I think we could talk about this for days. Um, (laughs) I can nerd out on it too. Um, (laughs) So let's um, chat for a moment 
about how people can find you. Um, and we do have a clickable link in the show notes wherever you are listening. It's rachelmcleod.com. Um, so tell us a little bit about what they may find on your website and how to work with you. Yeah, on my website, you will find um, in more information if you need to understand this more precisely. I have a webinar where I talk about the entire process of overcoming anxiety and using your brain to do the work and getting your brain to do this healing work for you. Um, I also have healing opportunities where um, I offer workshops. I offer an online self-study course. I offer an intensive coaching program and um, all of this stuff based on the curriculum I've developed to help people work through layer after layer of doing the healing work and really um, resolving their disorder in two to six months. So um, very fast paced, very intensive, and but also some opportunities to really slow that down and go a little slower. So that's all available on my website and I have YouTube videos and I chat this up, but really the sooner I can get people doing the work, the better, because there's no amount of talking that's going to change the way our system is processing our life events, Mm -hmm. our symptoms, and the way we're feeling and really, you know, our goals. Mm. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. Such a wonderful conversation and a really important topic. Really. And and thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you're listening to help others on their wellness journey discover this podcast. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting it through a membership on Patreon for just $5 a month. That is patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day and I will see you in the next episode.